folks, sorry about last week. Lo siento. This is a weird episode. It's pretty fucking weird. We were kind of spotty and all over the place. We got interrupted by food and... Mixed, rain. And rain. Rain in the background. Mixed mirror has like dominated our minds for the last <laughs> week. So he just he keeps butting in. We introduced his nemesis, though. God only hopes that everybody listening likes the Mix Mare shit because he, I mean, it's not like it's heavy on Mix Mare, but he, <laughs> he comes up a lot <laughs> on this one. Like I said, though, you get the first intro of the of the nemesis of Mix Mare. Of his arch nemesis. <laughs> we watched The Fifth Element, touched on that a little bit. More than usual. More than you, we we talked about Mila Jehovah's just meaty nipples, sausage nipples. Same thing, <laughs> meaty sausagey, baby toed nipples. Yeah, baby big toes. Yeah, they're. This is not toddler toes. Yeah, these are toddler toe nipples. Toddler toe nipples. <laughs> just because we didn't mention it during the episode, Rusty Balloon Nut. Because why not? <laughs> he listens. Well, and we haven't said Riley Reed or Post Malone in a while. Riley Reed, Post Malone, super fan Allen. I don't know how we work her in, but if we ever get to make the film we want to make, somehow or another we got to work Riley Reed in. I think it. she's like uh, Mick Schmear's daughter. The one he knows about. <laughs> like, he knows about Riley. <laughs> and that she's made an outstanding career for herself, taking it in the in the poop shoot and yeah. the prune shoot and, you know, all the shoots, yeah, really. Yeah, he, he's like that awkwardly supportive dad of a point. Like, he, 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 he quietly shows up at the AVN Awards but stands in the back. Like, he doesn't make his presence known. One, because no one would know who the fuck he is anyway. She got her, her dick-taking ability from her old man. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? That's too personal. I'm not going to. <laughs> Take that out. Mm-hmm. We leave it we in. We cut all this we out, leave it right? in. Yeah, we, we definitely left that in. There's an, there's an overarching uh, homosexuality about Mick Schmear that's left untouched. <laughs> it's just left untouched. But yeah, it's uh, Fifth Element, uh, a lot of schmear, really a lot of topics, really. <laughs> yeah, 58 is just weird. It's just weird, in, man. In general. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. Take it for what it is. Embrace it. Maybe 59 will be better. <laughs> it probably won't be. Maybe not. Sorry about all the snorting. I, I, I lead out with that in just a few minutes. You'll understand. Yeah, it's allergy can't... season, man. It is. Do they have pollen in, in Australia? Uh, in Australia, they don't have any trees. It's fallout, man. <laughs> like, I mean, he's gonna grow old with that joke eventually. <laughs> I've seen how beautiful Perth is. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's absolutely a stunning I would city. Move there tomorrow. Yeah. If, if I, I if, if, if there was like, I don't know how like their job situation is, but if it's like you know, you have to like go through a visa process that takes two years, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. But yeah, if I could move to Perth tomorrow and. Find a reasonably reasonable job, I would do it. Well, you know, if and when the pod takes off and we're just swimming in cash, we can vacation in Perth. Mm. Maybe we premiere the Schmear documentary in Perth. <laughs> yeah, to people who are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like I said, there's got to be wrestling in Australia. That is worth a Google. Cage match in Australia. That's the new <laughs> title of this episode. Australian cage match. An Australian cage What's match. What's an Australian cage match? Just life. It's a cage it's match. every day. With lizards. <laughs> of abnormal size. <laughs> and a naked Aborigine man. <laughs> He's the referee. He's the referee. <laughs> He'll also kill you. <laughs> he refs the fight, and whoever wins has to fight him to the death. 
You can imagine the advantage he has. <laughs> so truthfully, you want to lose the fight. It's wrestling. So if you lose, you don't die. But if you win, you might die with the naked aborigine man. <laughs> oh, anywho, we'll wrap it up there with the naked aborigine man, which could also be the title of the episode. WFUCK! Bam! Holla! Hey, folks, are you looking for a great deal on a big old deal? Dill. Head on over to adamandeve.com, enter promo code TPTOPOD at checkout, and you'll get 50% off that deal, <laughs> along with three free adult DVDs, a mystery gift, and free shipping on everything. Ooh. Get that big old rubber dick sent to you in style. <laughs> Discreet shipping. Discreet shipping. That's a maybe. Nobody's promising Honestly, that. Honestly... I don't need it to be discreet. I, I would think I kind of want my mail my mailman or my Amazon guy. Yeah, to, I want Adam and Eve to take the dill out of the packaging <laughs> and wrap it tightly in brown paper so yeah. it's an obvious big dick in the mail. I think that would be a better way to, to do it. Yeah. Just to, to, to put a tiny bow, like mm-hmm. not even just a tiny little right. yellow ribbon on a huge dill. Right on the tip. Plant it on the door. Yeah. And just that's that's that. I have a grass. If, if it's one of those dills that stick that has the rubber suction cup, they yeah. make those. I'm sure you can get it at adamandeve.com. Yeah. Just put it on my glass window when I walk home. There's I know I got my package. I'll talk right into the microphone. <laughs> Head on over to adamandeve.com. Enter promo code TPTOPOD at checkout. Receive 50% off any one item. Free three free adult DVDs, a free a mystery, mystery gift. gift. That could be anything. We don't know. I mean, what, that could be a, another deal. A mystery gift from AdamandEve.com. I mean, that could, be, could one of, be exciting. Yeah, that could be a cock ring. It could be one of those clip-on clitoris vibrator things. Bag of, box of magnums. It could be which would you're ready to plow. Be wasted on me. Uh, <laughs> lube. Wasted on the both of us put together. <laughs> Is that too much self-deprecating humor? Maybe. Maybe. For all we know, the free the free mystery gift is a copy of like the second season of the Three Stooges. That would be oh, what a <laughs> gift. Anyways, go to adamandeve.com. Enter TPTO pod at checkout, receive 50% off any one item, three free adult DVDs, a free mystery gift, and free shipping on everything. Support this podcast, get a great deal at a great deal. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You always feel like when we do these things, I'm noticing it. Because, you, you know, when you listen to yourself later, you, you get so self-conscious. Yeah. And you're always like, man, I sound like shit. Or, man, I sound like a confessing boy when I laugh or whatever. But I... I <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like everyone listening Man, is I like, like I had asthma. <laughs> everybody listens to be like, how many does he still smoke? You know. But the thing <laughs> I notice is the uh, the thing I, I notice when I listen now is that in this really much pretty much any time of year, but allergy season, <sighs> I'm always doing that. Yeah, and it sounds just repugnant on the pod. It's not stopping mm-hmm. any of our fifty six hundred listens from. I'm right there with you. I mean, because I have reflux, even though I take the enzymes and all the other shit, if you listen to any of our shows, you like people, if people had to do a shot every time the Golden Boys went, <clears throat> they'd, they'd die from alcohol poisoning. Well, that and just generally, like, we fart, we burp, 
because we eat like shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't really mind Marcus the farting. Is on the way. I know. I don't. I don't mind the farting and the shitting, honestly, because we make no pretense as to what the show is. Right. But this like repugnant when I'm into the microphone trying to make the volume solid, and you just hear this snort like a fucking pig in a trough. <laughs> It has like a for a pig. It has nothing to do with phlegm. It's just generally just sucking in. Yeah. Whatever filth pigs suck in before we slaughter them. Doo doo and mud. Right. Mmm. <laughs> nothing like a good doo doo bacon. <laughs> but I just I'm like I hear it so much when I listen to our show because I usually listen when like I go to bed mm. and if I'm if I'm tired of whatever book on tape I'm listening <clears throat> to, which right now I'm not tired of it, but some when you're listening to a Game of Thrones. Like a George R. R. Martin book. I'm I'm listening. I know you don't follow the show, but I'm listening to the history of Westeros 300 years before what we are being shown on the HBO, the home box office special. You should tell my dad about this. My dad is such a GOT fan. He's watched. Obviously, this the series isn't over yet. He's watched what's available, like season one through. Just did it. Sorry. Yeah, season one through whatever was it four? Season five? Uh, there's seven seasons. So he's watched one through six like three times, mm. in a, like straight. He's yeah. he's so obsessed. And Mike, who works in the back, uh, just started, and he's like halfway through one. I've just never been able to get into it and stay into it. I, it it's... Well, you're not alone. So when so you know Emily lives here now with Jeff, her husband, my brother-in-law. Which, they, by the way, we gotta take him to the Claremont. We've already discussed it. They're all in. Um, we, we gotta, even we Le- go. even Leah said she'd go if we can find coverage for the baby. Well, let's plan it, and we'll get my fa- parents or Kristen's to watch the girls, and we'll we'll go to the Claremont. And speaking of that, if there's ever an excuse to stay at a hotel in the city, I heard it's nice. You cannot do better than the for what you, for what you get. Well, back to what I was saying, they they uh, essentially seconded what you just said that you started it, but you you fell out. Yeah. And they were they they didn't say they didn't enjoy it. It was just like we just kind of fell out of it and never got back. So a couple weeks ago, I said, "Well, you know, Sunday night, this approaching Sunday night is the premiere. So let's see what we can get through." And now it's like every night they are like GOT, GOT. They're wanting to watch. So I'm in my second or third viewing of some of these episodes. But anyways, the book on tape that I'm listening to is what George R. Martin. Yeah, R.I.P. Luke Perry. We're watching The Fifth Element tonight. One of my this was uh, the second DVD I ever owned. But let's come back to that in just one second. So now I'm listening to this book on tape about how we got to the timeline of the television show. So it's the first 300 years of Aegon Targaryen taking over Westeros with his dragons, and it's this long. It, Spoiler it's word. it's this well you know that. It's this linear story that's written from the point of view of a maester, which a maester in Game of Thrones is kind of like a an academic that knows everything. So the writing is very, it's very, uh, it, it's not flowery. It's very like this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. It could have happened this way, but we don't, we can't know. But it's very in depth, very detailed. When I'm trying to go to bed, I struggle to listen to it. I listen to it when I work out. I listen to it when I drive, because when you're trying to do bedtime and you're being fed this amount of information, it's overkill. Yeah. So oftentimes, I'll turn this off for bed, and I'll turn on the pod. He's like, I was there for that. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I don't. I, there's nothing coming that I don't know is about to come. But it's just, 
I hear that fucking stupid grunt I make, and I'm like, you sound like a piece of shit. <laughs> it's just the worst. It's the most, it just cut, like, you're, yeah, you're making, like, oftentimes you're making these great salient points, or sometimes I, even I'm saying something super funny, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> and I just, I think you every just time made, I hear you just it. You made the face of the truck driver from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> People train run out of Stubville. <laughs> Listen, you're a cattle or a hog. <laughs> That's the face you just made. It was that guy's face. But back to the movie. This is the Fifth Element was the second DVD I ever owned. I bought them both the same night. The first was Caddyshack, hmm. which I still contest is better than Animal House. Fine. Go on, go on, man. Go on, man. <laughs> it's just such a good movie, though. Thrilled. <laughs> chica. Cool, Chica. Are you watching the Masters? Of course. Yeah. I always get... Uh, <clears throat> I never get, like, super excited about any golf tournament. Mm. I mean, the majors are always fun to watch, but, like, the U.S. Open's cool because it's a little bit more loose. The British Open is cool because it's the oldest. The the uh, PGA Championship, yeah. But the Masters, I mean, it's in Georgia. I've been there. Yeah, I listen to a great... They're doing their own... The Masters is doing their own podcast. So I heard. The day two was released today or yesterday. I actually listened to it because there's a, a writer I really... <coughs> there's a writer I really like and admire. He's the guy I went to a signing last summer um, down in Atlanta. And he's a big... He's, he's, he's not a golfer and he doesn't follow golf, but he's a he's like Masters obsessed. He watches it every year. Yeah. And so he, this is the second time going. And because he's a New York Times bestseller, they wanted to interview him um, to get his take on the Masters. But before they interviewed him, they interviewed the guy who's been calling it for the last 30 years. I can't think of his name right now. He's a very deep voice. Um, Gary, no. But some, I'm like, I want to... Well, to be fair, there's... Many. Well, I want to... It was something like Jack... I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking the name <coughs> Jack Palance now, and that's not that's him That's not all. it. But it's a name like It'd be that. amazing, though, because he's been dead for years. But he's been, he's been like the voice of the Masters for the last 30 years. Uh, his roommate famously won it, I think, in like 92 or something. And he's the one who got to put the green jacket on him uh, because he was at hole 16, blah, 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 blah. It can't be true because the previous year's winner puts the jacket on. Well, it was his job to run the jacket down to mm. to the... It was his job to take the jacket from point A to point B. Sure. It was his, but it was his roommate that won it. But anyways, just listening to the pod that they did, uh, the guy that's doing it I kind of put me off because he, he uses a lot of lingo like, it's good to be out here at the Masters and Fellowship with my friends. I'm like, all right there, Pastor Dan. Like, let's... <laughs> Like, the, the language he was using was kind of off-putting. But the subject matter of it all and the reverence they have for it and the fact that you're not allowed to bring your cell phone in. Oh, yeah. They talked about that on TV today. It, was, it, was, it <clears> all you, sounds when really you watch, nice. When you watch the Masters, you <clears> might <throat> be looking at the largest assemblage of human beings that do not have a cell phone on them at the same time. Right. And it's a naked feeling. Because I've been twice. I was talking with, with your dad before we started tonight. He's never been. And I've got some good stories of the Masters. Some of the ones I liked the most was, you know, he, me and my old man went down there, and he had a, because of work connection, 
it was all it was all we were never going to buy these. You can't buy these tickets. They're like gifted down through the generations. Yeah, I was wondering how how one goes if you want to go experience. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a waiting list. You have to either know somebody or have corporate sponsorships or same old shit. But we were sitting in traffic for like an hour at the same spot trying to get to this lot, and we're watching this black lady in Augusta because if you've never been to Augusta, Georgia, it's pretty much a shit town. There's nothing. There's it's a fairly grimy place with the exception of this one club. But she had a large, very big front yard, and a sign on it said park here for $25 shuttle to the course. Hmm. So I'm watching all these Lexuses, Mercedes, big F-150s pull up. She's telling them park real close. She's loading out her, her, she could probably fit 50 cars into this massive front yard. Wow. It's huge. And so she's charging them, she's making $1,250 a day. That's my best estimate. (laughs) Cash. For four days, right? Good on her. Five days, six days if you include include plaque practice rounds and then i watched as these affluent white men piled into an 88 pontiac grand dam driven by this past middle-aged black woman and she was she knew all the back roads to get to the course so while we're sitting there in traffic she's already made six trips four or five affluent white people in the front car and i was just like follow that follow her she clearly knows what the fuck (laughs) she's doing but it was just funny to see it. And it was like, you know, good on her, like we talk about. But we got into the ground, and then we watched some lady have a heat stroke. Me and Dad are standing there at the 10th, 10th hole, and she pops down, lays out in the grass. And I was like, it is pretty hot. Maybe she needs to lie down. And we go walk away, go to the putting green for a second. We come back, and there's 20 EMTs putting ice around her body because she was having a heat stroke. <laughs> and me and Dad are like, oh, we're assholes. <sighs> Trying to, <clears throat> trying to pull this up, <clears throat> I've cleared my throat like nine. Times. <clears throat> I want to know this guy's name because you're gonna know, you're gonna know it when I when I see it, or when we see it. Well, not... Jim Nance. Oh well, yeah, he's like the guy. He's like the main guy. Yeah. But there's there's commentators on every, on damn near every hole. But whoever won, I think they said ninety two. Whoever won that year was Freddie Couples. Maybe that was it. Oh, I know it's it. Well, I'm saying, I think that's whoever, he he was sharing stories about being at the Masters because he's been there for 30 years and and in the position he's in. Mm. And there was one year in particular, I think it was 92, where his, at the time, roommate was the winner that year. It was either 92 or 97, something like that. But it was just fun to listen to. It made me more interested in that as an event. Well, I I always get... um jarred jarred by your interest in sports so if you're texting me on the weekend about what a great run tiger's having on amen corner the thing i'll say about golf or maybe tennis and then some of your more like uh, sports that are mainly associated with maybe like the olympics i like that even though it is there to a degree i like that those sports haven't completely been overtaken by just obnoxious sponsorships like I've seen golf on TV enough times when my father-in-law is watching it to where it's like it's not bombarded with Bud Light commercials, like an NFL game. Exactly. Okay. Well, like even MLS. Like when I think of the Five Stripes, I don't. I don't. Atlanta I, United, for those who aren't aware. <clears throat> right. Uh, when I think of them, the first thing I think is uh, American Family Insurance, because it's the the only thing you see on their fucking jersey. That's not an Atlanta United thing. I know it's a major league soccer. No, thing. that's a 
soccer thing, football thing across well, the board. I, I know. Uh, you know, they, ha- they have to be able to make their money. I In know, fact, one of my favorite. I don't. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's not ever going to go away. But one of my favorites was in the early 2000s. Atletico Madrid, which is like the secondary team to Real Madrid, but still very accomplished and very storied in themselves. Yeah, they had their sponsorship deal was with um, which movie theater or not movie theater, but movie production company. I can't remember, but they were the one that did all like the early uh, com- comic strip movies. Mm-hmm. So. Their uniform was constantly changing. Like when when this studio, uh, you might know when they the the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Mm. I don't know what studio re- released that. Not a good one. <laughs> it was Marvel, but it was somebody else was in conjunction. Yeah. But their their uniforms were constantly. Ch- they were they just these guys just became walking running billboards for the Spider Man movies. And those are terrible movies. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Even Kirsten Dunst couldn't save it. No, with her big old titties and that are wet in the rain, still no good. She's still very pretty. I like Kirsten Dunst because I feel like I'm, Kirsten I'm Dunst is a girl you might meet at an Applebee's. Yeah, she's approachable, pretty. Yeah, and you see those things in that movie Melancholia. They're real. They're they're out there. Mm. They're legit. Melancholia? Huh? Is that Netflixable? <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> How do you spell that? Melon like melons, like tits. <laughs> that um, should be something for Schmare. Schmare was like the first and only wrestler that ever like wore something with an advertisement on it. You're like you know, like in Bad News Bears, they had Chico's bail bonds yeah. on the back of their jerseys. Yeah. Schmare was like that guy. He had like a classic he, wrestling unitard. But his was like sponsor on his it. sponsor was one of those predatory money lenders, like payday <laughs> lenders, you know? <laughs> Like something awful, but he didn't know that. He just knew it was a sponsor, and it turns out these people were like gouging people with sixty percent interest rates. So now those people forever hate McSchmear. I also, <laughs> while we're on, since we're back on Schmear, uh I, I just thought we were talking about sponsorship on an outfit. Only McSchmear would have a leotard. Because I was thinking he would just have like Dave's tires. <laughs> No, that's what I, Dave's tires would be funny because it might be like the guy that's like half a mile down that he drinks beer with in the afternoons because they got nothing else going on. But I think it would be even well, more was, interesting if like uh, something like what's uh, Martin Screlly's pharmaceutical company? I don't know, but that something like that. He wouldn't know. It's like he had no vested interest. He didn't know he was like yeah. advertising for something that was gonna fuck his neighbor. <laughs> like his neighbor probably thought, "Schmear, I was having your leotard there." Uh, it's payday finance, man. I don't know. Just met him the other day. Gave him some sponsorship. Said they can give you a loan for $4,000. What? And he goes out and gets it. And now he, his $4,000 loan turns into him paying off what amounts to like eighteen k uh, over if, six if we, years. If we, if we do our idea, we get John Oliver involved. He does another 10-minute segment on payday loans, and now Mick Schmear's involved. <laughs> you think that's bad? Look at this tape from the 1980s. You have this... Shitty wrestler, Mick Schmear. I had I had a Schmear idea where, he, because he's no longer wrestling and he needs an income, somebody convinced him back in the day that it would be a good idea to invest in magazine stands. <laughs> he's like, you know, who could have fucking seen the internet coming? <laughs> he said, there's still, I mean, I still got a couple open. We mainly sell cigarettes and, and porno mags, but, you know, it's not bad. To foreigners. It, <laughs> Pays the mortgage and the second mortgage. 
How do you think I paid for that boat? When's the last time the boat was in the water, Mick? I thought about this. He needs to have a pretty nice truck where one taillight's been busted out, and it's that red tape. <laughs> it's red taped, and they're like, oh, what happened here? So, yeah, I busted a taillight. I, just, I, I haven't got around to fixing it, so I did the red tape. When did that happen? Uh, what year did John Kerry run for president? <laughs> <sighs> We're going to preempt, as we do a lot on these things, preemptively apologize for all the schmear, schmear tie-ins you may hear over the coming week. We got schmear on the brain. We're, we think we have something here, folks. If you, if yeah, you, if you, if, if you hate schmear, please let us know. <laughs> well, that's actually good. Yeah. If you love schmear, that's good. If you hate schmear, that's even better. If you're indifferent to schmear, yeah. that also has value. So tell us about what do you think about well, Nick Schmidt? Well, if you don't play the classic Howard Stern rule, you either want people to love you or hate you. You don't want anyone to be indifferent. Okay. And I got to say, maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just because the buzz is good. This is, I forgot how much I like this this beer, Pacifico Clara. It's a good one. This is a good beer. When they, when we were in Mexico, this was everywhere, and if it we was had very, limes, very good. If we had limes, this would be on point. I mean, you know I don't like beer, and this, I don't taste hops here. No, this is just a plain old... I mean, if Trump closes the border, you won't see these. No. But, you know, supposedly supposedly some people got a hold of them and said, yeah, uh, dumbass, you can't do that. Well, you realize you know how many, how many millions many of dollars off? goes across this border every day, right? Do you, do you, know, do you know how many pissed off white women are going to be if they can't get their <laughs> avocado toast? <laughs> that was something on SNL. I think Michael Chase said, "Is like this guy must hate white women." Do you know how badly brunch is going to be affected if we no longer import from Mexico? <laughs> no, I mean, not to go political, but if if he even, I mean, he's even talked about it now. Mm-hmm. He backed off of it, but being classic him, he's not really backing off of it. <laughs> he said he'll do a partial close. He's like. You just—he has no understanding. Like he lives in that Mar-a-Lago mindset <laughs> that everything will be the same, no matter what. Yeah. And it's like, I saw an article in NPR. If if he did, which he really can't, and hopefully someone tells him this, and they are, he really can't do it because if you do that, the it'll be the first indicate. People are visual, mm-hmm. right? Human beings are visual. We take our stimulus primarily in our visual field. Right. So when if you and I walked into a grocery store, a Kroger, a Publix, a Whole Foods, damn it. It's pollen season. It is. You should try the Flonase. I, Leah says the same thing. It's, it's expensive, I, though. It's like $25. It is, but it lasts a while. Mm. I actually, it's two and up. I actually share it with <clears> the girls, and it lasts us a while. So, but when, if, if he enacted that and was serious... The they the economists say it would not be a matter of months; it would be a matter of days before you would see that the effect of that mm-hmm. on the American economy. You would walk into your produce section, and you would notice, wow, not a lot of lettuce, no citrus, no avocados, <laughs> no no a lot no tomatoes. Yeah, you can find organic tomatoes, but are you wanting to pay the organic yeah. price? And they just went down the line and said you would see. Half of your produce section, not just low, but empty. Yeah. Like, this this white American sense of, like, self-value would be deconstructed in the sense that you would... Everything we see in our grocery stores 
we have this perception that we, most, not all, mm-hmm. have a perception that we grow this ourselves. Yeah. And it's just not well, true. I know it's not true because everything's got a sticker on it, and I'm always curious where things come from. And Mexico. If you, if you roll over half the shit you buy at Kroger, it came from Mexico. And if it doesn't come from Mexico, it comes from somewhere southwards. Yeah. You might find product of Guatemala, which according to Fox News is just another Mexican country. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that where they said... <laughs> well, the, the people running that network are stupid. They, they literally said El Salvador, Guatemala, and Venezuela were just more Mexican countries. Yeah. Holy... That, oh, hey There's Zahir. Here. Yeah. Zahir. Did you already pay for it? Yeah. Damn! What was that? I don't know. We still don't know what that noise was, but Guatemala is still not part of Mexico. <laughs> I know that much. Tell you what... It was really good, though. Marcos. Marcos Pizza, the new official pie of the pod. Mm, that was damn... I just wish they had not screwed up that thin crust aspect. It's happened to me before where I order... When he said uh, we can send it back, I was like, yeah, what does that mean? If I send you back there, what's going to happen to the pizza on the way? <laughs> well, yeah, and like, what are the... Like, how long is it going to be? Like, how much? How long are we going to wait for it to come back correct? Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, Guatemala is its own country. <laughs> Just for the. I think we've had some Guatemalan listeners, judging on the list we looked at. We've had, con- we've had listeners in over 50 countries. 50. Matt, M&P, we have a question. Well, yeah, according to SoundCloud's uh, stats on our show, we've had 343 plays in of Australia. our show in Australia. Now, I'm doing the math. There's only 57 episodes. And I doubt you're listening twice. Or three times. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you... And, uh, well, we, we had Anthony Brown in U-Town. And we may still. I don't think so. And maybe A-Town and... Well, yeah, because we screwed up his name so many times. Maybe yeah. he bailed. He bailed. I just wonder, like... Maybe he was the Catholic. Here's the real thing. If you are in Australia right now and you're listening... And you are. Or have. The other one I want to bring up is the UK. Like, it doesn't specify which which country, and I know Brexit's going on and, and everything's nutty over there right mm-hmm. now, but you still have the United Kingdom. Within the United Kingdom, we have, like, 93 plays... If you're in any part of the UK and you're listening, tell us who you are. Yeah. Send us a care package. <laughs> <laughs> Cheaper than Australia. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Not with Brexit. We'll mm. find out. So this is my favorite part of this movie. This CGI is so bad. It's so bad now, but I, I well, love... Yeah, at the time, it was great. I love this part where they bring Mila Jehovovich, Mia Jehovovich back to life. And she all naked. Mmm. Yeah. This looks like a video game. It doesn't look good. It's not even... I mean, what is this, like 2000 and... 2000? I don't know. Maybe? It doesn't say... They ought to put that, like, when you when you see the fifth element, they ought to put the year next to it. It would help us. But yeah. they're not thinking about us. <laughs> ah! Hey, Netflix. Netflix, uh, two things. One, we have a movie to pitch for you. And two, uh, can you put the years next to your movies? <laughs> this guy, this guy was in Cabin Boy. That guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got like a tight ponytail. At some point, we got to watch Cabin Boy. I, I think, I think this Boy. is like the fourth reference to Cabin Boy we've had. 
<laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that means I kissed a girl. I, I just feel like this rain is going to just be, we're going to hear it. There's probably rain noise in the background. We've we're, had rain noise in the background of pods back at your house before, too. Oh, so sorry. It's, I'm just saying, it's not like it's a new thing where there's I know, rain. No, this is like a deluge out here. Well, we're not in a real studio. No. But with your help and listener support, <laughs> from you 342, not including M&P, listeners in Australia. What was the other one? UK, Australia. UK, we got 10 in India. Hmm. We saw Israel on the list. There was the two, Turkey. There was Turkey the two was from one. the Emirates that were definitely killed right after they listened. We'll blanket it this way. If you're not in the United States, but you are listening to this show, tell us about it. <clears throat> tell us about you. Tell them where to go. Head on over to TPTO Pod. TPTO Pod at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Drop what us we a need, line. What we need to do is get one of those European centric WhatsApp or uh, just anywhere outside of America WhatsApp you should get on WhatsApp yeah I've seen WhatsApp Suit Supply does WhatsApp mm-hmm. which I've I was on WhatsApp when TJ was in living in China that's how we communicated oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah speaking of that I heard of something the other day that I thought was pretty interesting something called proxy shopping hmm. I don't remember the context of the conversation but it was in a podcast and they were talking about how like like Japan's really popular within uh, obviously, within the clothing and like shoe world, they make like uh, companies like Timex, companies you've heard of, they'll make specialty, like limited run, whatever's watches if it's Timex, but it'll be a J- Japan release only. So, like, you'll be on their Instagram and you'll see this awesome looking fucking watch or pair of shoes or whatever the case may be, and you'll think, well, shit, I want that. That looks awesome. And you'll find out it's Japanese release only. And that means you can't buy it unless you're in Japan. Right. There's such a thing called proxy shopping where you basically, it's like there's legitimate networks with websites where you go on there and you find someone who lives in Japan to buy it for you. (laughs) And they take like a fee and then they ship it to you to wherever you live. I was like, that's... How much is the shipping? I don't don't know, but I just, I just, it occurred to me, I've had that thought before where I thought, oh, fuck, if I knew somebody who lived in whatever part of the world like they could get me X, Y, and Z and ship it to me yeah it just I don't know but it's sketchy but that's the cool thing about what I learned is there are there are like Uber there are companies devoted to proxies so like instead of being an Uber driver you could be a proxy for this website and your whole job is for when some dude like me you know says hey I want to buy X, Y, and Z from Japan you get a little ping on your cell phone, like, oh, I'm going to go buy this thing and then ship it to this dude. And then I get a fee, just like an Uber driver gets a fee. I don't know, man. It's just as sketchy when you think about the fact that Uber drivers are bringing you food. It's... Take away Uber Eats. Uber drivers are sketchy enough as it is. Yeah. That's why you have to... That's why we, we've invented re- uh, apps for, like, like, you know, like, date rape alarms. Like, if I don't check in in five minutes... Called police. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, really. There's an app specifically designed for women that take Uber, where when they get in the car, they keep their thumb on the screen, and if their thumb leaves the screen, it sends an alert to like nine one one or their and like their five closest contacts. And it's basically like if I get assaulted by this Uber driver because he's sketchy, 
you'll know because the minute I drop my phone, it's going to alarm. I feel like there's a lot of pitfalls there. <laughs> you know, you're out. Give me my ninth fucking margarita. And they, I don't feel safe in this Uber, so I'm going to hold the button. And then they just pass out. And now this poor Pakistani guy with five kids is getting pulled over. Because he's probably he's got, a Muslim. Arrest him. Yeah, he's getting pulled over because some fucking drunken woke bitch yeah. is in the back and puked on her phone and her thumbs come off. I like the idea of uh, the opposite of a woke bitch, like an uppity uppity white conservative girl getting in like, I'm holding my thumb on this, just so you know. <laughs> I will take my thumb off. I will take I, my thumb off. I don't know what you're saying. I just need to know address. <laughs> I need address. The address in phone is not, is not working address. I need address. I gave you the address. If you don't stop yelling, sir... Sir, 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 if you don't stop it, I'm going to take my thumb off and the police will show up and they will arrest your brown ass. I am late to my friend's brunch. <laughs> She's drunk at 11 a.m. on a Sunday. Sir, 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 sir. Oh, boy. Might have to have a safe sex break here in a second. Yeah, deuce. It came on quick. It's the Marcos. It's the Marcos. It's the Jalapeno Ranch. <laughs> Which I will say, it's very to our new sponsor, that's particularly cents. good. If I had known there were only 50 cents, I probably would have said, get three or four more. What, do you recall what I said to you when we were ordering? And I said, this is the kind of thing where we're going to order two, and once you've had it, you're going to say, shit, we should have ordered more. Well, I'm just saying, it's not like life-changing good, but it's good. It's better good. Uh, do we need to talk anything more about this film? I, uh, Are you just waiting for Ruby Rod to show up? <laughs> no, I, I actually watched this yesterday, and the thing that something I got hung up on is his his boss slash friend Finger that yeah. he references throughout the movie. Like you get the impression that Finger is the maybe the owner of the cab company that he drives for, yeah. but he's also maybe in the mob. I think he was an ex-military man with him. Okay. It just the whole thing's confusing because at some point he's like, "Yeah, this fair just fell into my lap." I'm like, "Yeah, what kind of fair?" Oh, you know, five nine, long legs, blue eyes, small tits, <laughs> like whatever he says. And he's got he's he's got like his arm behind his head and he's just like cooing over Mila and he's like, "It's like, is this guy your boss or your buddy? I don't fucking understand what's going on here." Because throughout, like, every would, scene leading up, it's right. like, Finger's going to kill me. It, it would be Finger's like, gonna kill it would be like the, if my boss called me, he's like, hey, how'd you do today in sales? It's good. I walked into a Whole Foods and looked over, and there was this yoga pants-wearing night, just bombshell. Ass that wouldn't quit. I walked up, and I said, you ever had a pop-up or cooch? <laughs> just, like, the most inappropriate thing. And then your boss and was like, Sounds kind of hot. Because <laughs> like, that's basically their conversation. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> I stuck a chocolate sea salt up a chick's ass last week. And then I ate it. <laughs> and then I ate her ass. Because <laughs> it tasted like chocolate sea salt. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> it was the Mexican chocolate. Oh, God. That's, a, that's, that's nuanced. It's a nuanced joke there. <laughs>
<laughs> South of the border, down Mexico way. Yeah, it's like, who's Finger? And why is he, like, he's so worried about Finger being mad, and now he's telling Finger about how he boned up over, uh, you know, supreme being Mila Jovovich. She, I mean, even when she's rough right here, she's still pretty fucking hot. I remember Adam, back in high school, used to always say, like, I can't, I can't, I can't get on board with her. I'm like, why not? I was like, she's got sausage nipples. Um, uh, okay. And, and that was, we were always like, man, you're full of it. Because you see her nipples kind of in this movie. Mm-hmm. But I think in one of the Resident Evils, yeah. you really see them. And they, I mean, they stick out. Which, I'm a, I'm a fan of, like, uh, what uh, Jonah Hill and, um, uh, what was that movie he made with Michael Cera? Super bad. Super bad. What he refers to the nipples as little baby toes, baby toe nipples, like the ones that yeah. stick out. I'm a fan of those over like the the puffy ones. Okay, but the hierarchy of nipples is where we're heading now. But to Adam's credit, like Mila Jovovich, her nipples in whatever that Resident Evil movie was, they look like like if you like sliced a like a bratwurst and stuck it on a woman. Like they stick out and they're they're big. <laughs> they're they're big round, protruding sausage. When he said sausage nipples, we all laughed. And well, then we saw that just to give him credit, does okay. he listen? Adam? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Josh said no, this. No, no, this was Adam Okay, in high well, he, yeah. Sorry, no. Adam. <laughs> R.I.P. No, Adam, well, he may listen from beyond. From beyond. We're, we, we were close by uh, so you never know. No, you, no. you were referring, you have Josh uh, in the brain because when the pizza yeah, delivery guy. Yeah, tell him that, tell him that. So, so I'll give the background and you provide the quote. We ordered two thin crusts, and it, I think... My my retarded fat brain thinks, oh, if it's thin crust, you can eat all you want because mm-hmm. it's less bread. Yeah. But they brought a normal pan pizza that was mine. I got the supreme or the ultimate, whatever it was called. The worst. You got the uh, double pepperoni that was that was thin crust. What you're thinking is partially true. There's a, certainly way less bread than there is with a traditional. Yeah, crust. I mean, but it, it, it's all fucking. It's all a false narrative. No, you're, no, you're eating you. pizza. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean. You could say it's less bread, and you're probably right, but it doesn't stop that layer of grease and meat and cheese, cheese all the things that are going to wreck your insides anyway. So, but the Uber Eats driver, or actually in this case, it was, it was just, just, a Marcos yeah, guy. just a Marcos guy. I can take it back. And he <laughs> looked like the third member of Ted and... Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I, I don't know what was about <laughs> yeah, to happen. Yeah. If I had said, yeah, take that back and we'll wait here, <laughs> who knows what would have happened. He was, yeah, like, he, he he got his license yesterday. Yeah. Like, he was fresh off the boat. He might 16. only have a learner's, but a really lenient <laughs> Marco's manager that yeah. is in dire so need I, of he, help. He gets there with the pizzas, and I open them up. I always look at the pizza to make sure it's right, and the works is not thin crust, and it's obvious from the word go because it's, it's cut in slices instead of squares. I was like, oh, man, this was supposed to be thin crust. So, oh, did they mess it up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, it's just, you know, worker to worker, I like how you put distance between yourself <laughs> and whoever fucked this up. Kudos to you. Well, we know he didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you want to take it back? And I looked at you, and you're like, ah, it's fine. And then I used Josh's classic lineup. Hey, yeah, whatever, man. It all makes a turd. <laughs> made me almost shut the office door because I was about to piss myself laughing. It all makes a turd. But that gets back to my to why I would not... One, I'm not going to send it... Look. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us. Are we the two... Are we the guys that are going to say, send back that pizza and bring me back thin crust? God damn it! 
Is it everything I wanted but the crust? <laughs> Send it back. <laughs> I shan't be eating your original crust pizza. <laughs> Not today. Look at me. Leave that pizza and be gone. <laughs> and also, just who knows how long it's going to take him to fucking get it back yeah, here. We were we were looking at a solid hour before your pie showed up easily. And I was damn sure not going to sit here and watch you enjoy your thin crust double pepperoni and, and not eat. You were definitely going to have spit, if not worse, in your pie. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, if I had said to this 17-year-old, yes, you take this subpar. Yeah, they would have disguised perfectly the load as perfect. a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have a little, you know, when you when you do a pancake and you're trying to do it in a certain shape, yeah, like like Mickey Mouse oh, head, or yeah, they yeah. probably have one that's shaped like a tiny mushroom. Yeah, they have a mushroom that a conglomerate of dudes just yeah. come in and come in, and then yeah. they, oh wait wait, don't flip it yet. Now flip it, boom. Yeah, you can fill that mushroom cut out with a load and bake it like scrambled eggs and just hide it on the pizza somewhere. And one of them's tried it and found out that it tastes surprisingly like mushroom. So they never feel too bad. That's actually bad. Like you're eating the pizza and all of a sudden it tastes like pool water, but then it tastes like pizza. <laughs> and I would definitely have gotten spit, load, uh, schmegma. They stuck a fung- finger up their butthole, rubbed it on a pepperoni, because, come on, that pepperoni taste dominates everything. I'm never going to know that someone rubbed a butthole Yeah, they would grab it. a stick of pepperoni and ass <laughs> it, and then thin slice it, and, like, it would have been bad. Yeah, they have a, they have a designated guy at Marco's to say, yeah. oh, we got one of those? Get it over here, I'm ready. And yeah, he just gets he just gets literally <laughs> ham slammed with pepperoni up his ass, and they make you know, sure. Already lubed up. Get in here. <laughs> yeah, they've been like brining green peppers <laughs> and piss. Like it would have been bad. It would have been really bad. The crust though would have been perfect. <laughs> they would have made that shit like artisans. The crust. That way you're not questioning. No. That. There's a hint of piss and sperm, but <laughs> the crust is really good. So maybe I'm just the crust is the reason. The reason I sent this back. Yeah. But I mean, we're American. Someone sends me a, a a pan pizza when I requested thin crust. I'm not the guy that sends it back. It's just not me. Quick, quick, safe sex. All right. Where were we? We rolled. Uh, <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I don't recall what we were discussing. Are we recording now? We are. Oh, we were talking about loads and shit and pee on your pizza. And her nipples. And her sausage nipples. <laughs> sausage nipples. That's what Adam called them. Uh, sausage <laughs> nipples. I don't think I've ever seen them. Now I'm, like, inclined to look it up. I, I have a phone. You have a phone. This is one of the last movies where you have uh, Bruce Willis with hair. <laughs> 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 Blonde, no less. Sorry, you know, our, my mind is only on seeing these nipples. He's he's blonde, and he and throughout the movie, I mean, he's dressed like a like a regular at a gay dance club. Oh, <laughs> they are not good. They're thick and sausage-like. <laughs> it's not good. Is that what you're saying? They're like. Two thirds for actual breast. Yeah, they're big. I mean, those are some honking. They're big. It's not good. 
sorry. Damn it. That's kind of like... I was never, like, all about Mia Jehovovich, but, uh... I mean, you'd still put your mouth on them. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Um, because <laughs> I'd feel like I was taking a mouthful of gumbo. Oh, that is some bad nipples. <laughs> Sorry, that's just... seen a lot of jarring things on this pod. That's up there. <laughs> What else has the priest been in? He's the Hobbit. That's right. He's the Hobbit. This guy is his protege. He hasn't been in anything. He actually has been, but I couldn't tell you what else. But he was also Jack the Ripper in From Hell. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's been quite. A, he's a great actor. He's been in quite a few things. I'll bet he's been in a. Uh, uh, we were just shitting on him. Who's the guy that directed the Lockstock movie? Guy Ritchie. I bet he's been in a Guy Ritchie movie. He's a British actor. He's probably the only one. Nah. No? No, I think you're tying it into the whole we're still blown away that Guy Ritchie's directing Aladdin, so we're just tying Guy Ritchie into everything now. Wait a second, Jafar. Aren't you forgetting something? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> Damn it! Sorry. <laughs> His background singers. But remember, it's got to be Mick Schmear because of the song. Mick Schmear! <laughs> it's pronounced Schmear. <laughs> it's just, oh. it, he's dominating every fat... Like, I go to bed at night. What can I do to help advance Mick Schmear? Well, that's the thing. Like, in the... In the um, I haven't seen the actual masterclass. I've just seen the trailer. But when David Lynch is talking about filmmaking, he says, when you get an idea, you can see it, you can feel it, you can smell it. It, it exists in your mind as real as it will on the screen when you make a film out of it. Mm-hmm. He said, and you have to figure out a way to get it from point A to point B. And we've, we've developed so much of the mixed mirror character that it's definitely... A reality. Well, what I like, when I told you, like, my mind is dominated by Schmear right now, and you're like, I can't, I'm not on that level. Mm. And then you got on that level. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm, I'm the reason, yeah. but I'm saying what was making me be all about Schmear. Like, yeah. I, I'm, because you know what? I drive pod, a lot. I drive a lot. I know. He was a pod character, but you were ruminating on him so much. I was like, hey, he's nothing more than a pod character in my mind. But then. Within a matter of minutes, when you said what you said, I was like, uh, "There's so much more yeah, there. I, I There's so much it. more there." And like you know, kills many bear. That that's a skit. That's yeah. a that's at best a skit. Uh, some of the things we've done, and now they all elude me. But you know, some of the things we've done, they're, they're skits at best. They're they're ten minute at most sound bites or videos. Right, schmear. What were we calling it? Schmeared. Schmeared. <laughs> Schmear. Schmear. Schmar. There's so much more there, and it's if you piggyback on top of like the actual the ac- the actual storyline and and, yeah. and the audience that would be there for this, and the audience that would like enjoy this and see it's for its ridiculousness and also for its kind of like its warm heartedness in a fucked up kind of way. Biggest pain in the ass about switching from schmear to smear. <laughs> Was having to go back to the social security office <laughs> to drop the French apostrophe. 
because for years they gave me shit about this, and I kept pressing and saying, no, no, trust me, it's Schmear. It's Schmear. I'm keeping the apostrophe. <laughs> it's on my license. It's on my social security card. It's on my insurance when I had it. <laughs> I haven't been registered to vote for 22 years, but when I was, it said Schmear. You know, once they got Obama out of office and I didn't have to have health insurance anymore, <laughs> I mean, I still didn't have it. I just never paid the fines. <laughs> Point is, the paperwork had the apostrophe. <laughs> if I filed taxes, it would have had the apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> if I hadn't dodged around my federal income tax. A lot of people don't know this. I'm actually a Canadian citizen. <laughs> I thought you were born in Oma, Louisiana. I was. No, I was. I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> but I dodged the draft. But the Vietnam War was in the, like, the late 60s. Well, I thought there'd be another one. <laughs> another Vietnam War? Well, just another war in general <laughs> where I might get drafted. So? So I moved I, I hightailed it up to Canada. great dopa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that. He darts all around the southeast, and then there's a brief period up in Canada because of a fear of the draft that might come back. It was back. never, yeah. It was, it was Desert Storm that freaked me out. <laughs> But you would have been in like your No, 40s. no, it would have been Panama, like something in the 89. But I saw them going into Panama, and I was like, nope, I know where we're headed next. <laughs> so I ski-daddled up to Winnipeg. <laughs> but you would have been in like your 40s. Mm-hmm. Well, they'd still, they could draft you. Yeah, I ain't got no kids. <laughs> well, officially. <laughs> I'm told there's some schmares out there. But let's be honest, that's that's only 50% my fault. <laughs> like you said, I, I ain't wearing no condom. That's, that's on... Uh, it's against, that goes against nature. Against, against the laws of nature there. <laughs> and I just can't pull out every time. Let's be honest. <laughs> Fucked a guy once. Definitely didn't have a kid with him. I'm not going to go into that. Schmer, the deep, dark corners of Schmer are where we haven't gotten oh, yeah. into. Oh, yeah. The, within, within the structure of what we want to do, there's definitely like a doesn't remember the cameras rolling dark, drunken moment where he reveals a story about the night he, he fucked a guy and killed him. But he, he only expressly talks about the, the fucking, the killing is left a little opaque. Wait a minute. What did you say? No, just... You know, I mean, he wanted me to hold his we, neck. We fucked, <laughs> and uh, after I was done, he wouldn't. So he asked me to basically choke him. And at this point, I was, oh shit, I was half, so high I, on cocaine. That, and I was half a half a bottle down on that Jim Beam cherry right after it came out. <laughs> and I was just kept choking him. I'm sitting there. He never said the safe word. Which, of course, was smear. <laughs> Come to think of it, he did say smear. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I saw. But between the gargling, things get lost. I'll tell you what, I was so high on cocaine and that and trying to figure out how to get the smell of shit off my dick. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> That's the night I swore off that shit. Jim Beam regular from here on out. That Jim Beam cherish shit. Yeah. That's of the devil. Yeah, I let go of cocaine switch to heroin only. <laughs> no, only snooting. No shooting. That's the, that's the smear rule, kids. <laughs> I mean, don't do drugs. I mean, if you're going to do drugs, do meth, but, if, but don't do drugs. <laughs> I did love the idea of, like, Schmear at, at, at his rock bottom, right? 
he's he's seeing the steroid wave take over wrestling. <laughs> and he's like, well, I can do that. I'll just get on the roids. That's how I'll get my career back and fix these two torn groins and bad knee. And he, But he can only get some Russian substitute, and it gives him blood poisoning and almost kills him. <laughs> so now he goes around to schools talking about steroids. But it's like underprivileged schools where the kids don't even know who the fuck Mick Schmear or Schmear ever was. All they see is a guy in swimming trunks and sandals. And one crush. And one- <laughs> Clearly has diabetes, <laughs> telling him not to do steroids. Jim Beam on his brain. <laughs> <laughs> Our fucking listeners are like, all right, we've had enough of Mick Smear. Please come up with something new. And we're like, no. Yeah. There's like 30 more episodes of this shit coming. Because in between every recording, all we do is text each other Mick Smear ideas. <laughs> Like, I imagine it's going to be my kid's like, third birthday in a few weeks, in, and I'm going to be texting you about mixed smear shit while you're in the room. <laughs> the thing is, you know, they got wrestling in Australia, right? M&P. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have something down there. Yeah. Uh, imagine, like, by some miracle, Schmer ended up down there for six months one time, wrestling in, like, Adelaide and Perth and wherever the hell else in Australia. Yeah. And I, he's just, th- that alone, there's a story right there. They had this Aborigine fellow down there. <laughs> you can you can twist you up like a goddamn pretzel. First night there, he broke my wrist. So second night, <laughs> smoking me with room, and I hid poison in his diet coke. That's the only match I ever won. And <laughs> whole six months, he was sick as a dog. He came out fighting though. Be honest, he hadn't pinned in the second. It was unfortunate when he didn't wake up from the strangle. <laughs> Did I mention he's the one I fucked? <laughs> it was during the strangling that I came up with the figure three idea. My balls was already hanging out anyway. Oh, God. Let me tell you something. When you're high on cocaine, you just dropped a load in some aborigine man you don't know. You come up with some interesting ideas. And the figure three was the perfect way to troll Ric Flair, which is what I wanted to do from the very beginning. And someone had told me he had also fucked an aborigine one time. <laughs> That's when uh, I decided to drop the name Mick Starlight <laughs> and become Rich Man. Mick Starlight? This was ridiculous Oh, man. I'm telling you, when I was in the car, I almost had to pull over. I was going to wreck when you said, what's his original, what's his real name? Arthur Erickson Star. <laughs> A.K.A. Mick Starlight. <laughs> A.K.A. Mick Starlight. A.K.A. Mick Smear. <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, for the listener, I'm sorry. <laughs> all we've done for the last five days is develop a fictional character <laughs> that neither of us can get enough we, of. We haven't even talked about the other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, his arch nemesis, Rodney Tahoe. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rodney King of the Ring time. <laughs> who my favorite line of his is, well, I had a King of the Ring when I got into wrestling. <laughs> oh, so you weren't selling tires as Rodney King of the Ring Tahoe. <laughs> well, oh. not then, I am now. <laughs> Mixed mirror as a magazine stand, I own a series of tire shops. You gotta make money somehow when you retire. Come on down to King of the Rings, buy three, get the fourth for free. Rodney Tahoe. Rodney Tahoe. When you when you said it, when I, I asked you where did that come from, I knew it came from your brain, but I was just wondering 
what the synapses were, what was the kicking in of the brain where you said you, you combine Rodney Tahoe. Because <laughs> really what I was asking you was, how has this never been thought of? How has the name Rodney and Tahoe never been tied? We it talked is, about male porn stars, right? Randy St. Lucas. Let me, let me say this. Rodney Tahoe came about the same way Taco Chore came about. Yeah. In a brief moment, without any pre-thought whatsoever, what's his arch nemesis' name? I don't know, Rodney Tahoe? Which could be good, because Schmer in the documentary could be the one that kickstarts Taco Chore. <laughs> he, uh, you could make it as if Schmer, or yeah. in this case, Rodney Tahoe. Rodney Tahoe seems more likely to be the one that would invent taco chore. Yeah, I was down there in Tijuana. <laughs> Schmer was up there in Minnesota acting a fool. I don't think Rodney Tahoe has a southern accent. Oh no, I think Rodney Tahoe sounds a lot like Val Kilmer in the Doors movie, just mm. sort of like out there and deep voiced. Okay, so I'll let you, you <laughs> give us the voice then. What give us Rodney Tahoe? <laughs> Rodney Tahoe just sounds like this. Rodney so he sounds like this, a little bit, a little bit of West Coast. Rodney Tahoe is... A little bit of PC principle. There's no bullshit with Rodney right. Tahoe. Right, you don't fuck around Rodney Tahoe. I was down there, I was down there in... Uh, Tijuana. In TJ. TJ, as we call it. And uh, going down on this donkey show prostitute. <laughs> and I had just had a lot of street tacos. <laughs> so I got guacamole in my beard. <laughs> And I just think, like, why don't we call this a taco chore? <laughs> and then you got to make Schmier's like, I was not about to be outdone. <laughs> so I invented the chocolate task. <laughs> we tried to roll that into a, one of our promos, but they weren't going for it at Northwestern Championship Wrestling. We were big rivals, but we did try and create a crossover porno film together <laughs> once. We, you know, that would sort of stage the rivalry within it. Didn't quite work out because eventually the producers wanted me to chocolate task Rodney Tahoe. <laughs> I was not going to chocolate task Rodney Tahoe. When you got to Rodney Tahoe, I was like, yeah, I was going to eat a lot of spicy food. <laughs> he was going to die. I saw on, but I was definitely going to shit and smear his mouth. <laughs> I was going to smear my shit all in his mouth, you know what I'm saying? Wasn't going to be a Rick Schmear or a Mick Schmear. Fuck, even I get it mixed up. I guess the cat's out of the back. We're 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 working on the most amateur of all documentary films about a fictional character, and all we've been doing is developing ideas for like the last nine days. We have a lot to work with here, though. We do. We have a. Uh, I think the most important thing that we have is a, a story arc, because we've never written anything. I mean, I've written like. It's true, and like you were gung ho with that. I don't even remember what the context was. Did you really gung ho with a sitcom idea that I wasn't really leaping onto, and you were mad that I wasn't leaping onto it? What? There was a few weeks, maybe months ago, where like we had this like snippet of an idea, and you're like, "This would be a great sitcom," and I just wasn't, I wasn't giving you the feedback you wanted because I just, I don't know, I'm just not feeling it. But the idea of a mixed mirror documentary is like, oh, you're on board with me now, huh? It's got, I'm, I'm all in on that. Yeah. Well, at least I'm here for something. I don't recall ever wanting a sitcom. It was a sitcom, and I don't remember. No one wants a sitcom. You sure I didn't want like a a limited series? No, go back through the texts. You'll see. Hmm. It was an idea you were really amped about that I was like, eh, I don't know. Oh, I remember this, because you're lazy. We're both lazy. That's the only reason you didn't like it. (laughs) It was a good idea for a sitcom. I I remember this. Yeah, I just wasn't as, I wasn't enthusiastic It was the Frozen Man. The Frozen, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the man that was... 
he was frozen in time, but only like 15 years ago. Just enough to be annoyed by the time he comes yeah, back to life. Yeah, the guy like, doesn't understand why McDonald's doesn't have supersize anymore. Right. That was like his big his big annoyance. It was like, I can't I think supersize that's a funny, these fries. I think that's a funny like SNL five-minute sketch. This is my point. We, yeah. We've adapted. We've yeah. learned. We know now that... I think, I think we, Makes we, America could be a 90-minute film. <laughs> you wanted... Yeah, I mean, he could. He, yeah. he, I think that's where I'd cap it. But I, I think there's... I think what we what we our advantage here is that it's it's timely, mm-hmm. it's still very popular. People, you would not believe how many people watch these. Or, um, for instance, <clears throat> Sunday night was WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You know how long WrestleMania was? It's know. a pay per view event now. Oh, like two hours. You have to stream it. You can stream it through the WWE website that you pay for, or you buy it pay per view. Mm. What'd you say? How long? Two hours. Five and a half hours. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Five and a half hours. Five and a half of, hours. Of and, and, and the reason behind that was that now when the, when people stream, WWE can say to their shareholders, look how long we held the attention mm-hmm. of these. I mean, they don't say it outwardly, but they want to. Morons. <laughs> look how long we kept these look morons. Look how long these mouth breathers watched our show. And they it makes them money. And then, of course, if, the, if people just pay for the pay-per-view, of course, they're going to watch all. But that's just... Uh, Call it what it is. Six hours of yeah. staged entertainment. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. It's as popular as it's ever been. I watched all the wrestling documentaries, not because I'm trying to like connect with Inner Austin and his nostalgia. Not because of that, but because uh. it does work that way. Yeah. But because I'm genuinely interested to see like when I thought of these guys as not gods, but like something more than are slightly less than a superhero mm-hmm. when they were actually the characters they were portraying to right. a small child. Before you knew who Terry Malaya was. Right. Before I knew who, you know, Rick Fleer, not Flair, but Fleer, <laughs> Richard Fleer. <laughs> that right. makes the name Mick Schmear even better. I know. Smear still rhymes with Fleer. <laughs> yeah, it does. He can't get away from it. But, but I, li- I, I, like, I like to see the footage of, like, the Road Warriors doing... Just eight ball after eight ball of cocaine, <laughs> following that with ha- with a couple shots of gym and then a beer back before they don the makeup <laughs> and the, and the football spiked pads and go perform in front of ninety thousand people yeah. in the arena and who knows how many millions all for five hundred dollars right and, and then they exactly and they're like who were these men that sacrificed families yeah who were they that even thought they could have a family like who proposes to a woman says, I want you to be my wife. Here's the catch. <laughs> For 300 of the next 365 days, you're not going to see me. And you can go ahead and take it to the bank that I'm chocolate-tasking, taco-choring, <laughs> and just butt-fucking every, men, women across this country <laughs> while I'm doing cocaine, yeah. heroin, methamphetamines, yeah. and taking steroids, finding time to work out two hours a day, mm-hmm. barely eating, and then I go out into the audience, and you see on t- me on TV what? Five, ten times a and week. I'm doing it all for, for $200 a night. <laughs> so, like, what, $1,400 a week before tax? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just broke both vertebrae in my back. We don't have health insurance. I have to go back out and do this. I'm going to need you to keep waiting tables at the Waffle House because <laughs> this double wide is not paying for itself. Are you in or are you in? Or are you in? <laughs> you don't want to be stuck with Schmer over there, do you? I might. 
That's my point, though. Schmear in the long run. Yeah. That was the point I was trying to make. Eventually, I'm going to make a TV show called Thunder in Paradise. It's going to take off. <laughs> and I have this guy who told me about a grill. I haven't heard much back from him <laughs> since. Sounds like a dumb idea, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Thunder, Thunder in Paradise. God. <laughs> Still the hardest I've laughed. It's so, I said it earlier. Like Throughout this movie, Bruce Willis is dressed like a guy who's getting ready to go to like a gay dance club in the 90s. Like, there's no... <laughs> it's not a good look. He's got, like, a plastic orange tank top on with an open back like a lady's shirt. <laughs> I think the air is officially off. I'm going to go bump it on. All right. Safe sex. <laughs> Negative. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> Smoke you! Thunder in paradise. The... You know, apartments in the future look terrible. If yeah, you this, got limited space. If oh. This is what you. If this is what we're going towards. If this is what we're going towards, I'm I'm fine with a very quick death <laughs> in, in the upcoming years. The police officers in this movie seem to have very limited mobility. Like they're wearing <laughs> a lot of of stuff. I forget Gary Oldman. He's such a good bad guy. Bring me the stuff. I've never understood what what that goo is coming down his face when he's on the phone with the the swelling you know planet that's like mad that he doesn't have the stones yet. Well, you, so it, he has like this black like, oil it, running yeah. down his forehead. I think it's supposed to be, and I, I don't have a fan theory here. It's Googleable. What's what's the goo on Gary Oldman's face? But I always thought of it not. A lot of people thought it was blood. I was like, it's clearly not blood. I always thought of it as like the the pure concentrated evil. Yeah. That was seeping from his pores and coming down his head. But that's not, I can't prove it or anything. I wonder if there's a Google answer to that question. I'm feeling just lazy enough to not search it. I feel like <laughs> I don't want, you know, like I don't want to search what was the goo coming off Gary Oldman's head in the fifth element. <laughs> it just feels like a lot of work, you know? What's this goo on my pizza shaped like a mushroom? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly kind of wish, in retrospect, we had sent it back. <laughs> it Just been, to see. It would have been better. I wonder how they would have handled that. It's their fault. I didn't actually look at the, at the ticket. The, well, the ticket said regular, but I know for a fact when I punched it in in the online order form, it was thin and thin. Because mm. it's the first thing you have to pick. Mm-hmm. So... You know, like I said, well, let's just make Marco's the official pod meal, mm. and we'll we'll. You'll I'll, do that. We'll do that for like a week, and then in two weeks' time, you'll be we'll like, pivot mm, to McDonald's. No. <laughs> what if they bring back the McRib? No, double no, <laughs> no. I've never in I, my life tasted. I've had McRib. one. It's not that it's not tasty. It is, but at the same time, the overarching question always hits you in the face: What, what the is fuck this? is this? It, this is a it's been shaped. It's been shaped to look like ribs. Yeah. This at some point, whatever this is, has been placed in a container mm-hmm. and formed in a Jello mold. Right. Yeah. To look like this. So what the fuck is it's this? Some sort of soy product. They all are. <laughs> they all are. Except for the uh, the quarter pounder. That's legit. I guess. So these people in his freezer, they're frozen now, but you do eventually see them again. So mm-hmm. I guess they, they're not dead frozen? No, it's just like, just barely. Mm. 
This is like New York City. <laughs> Dude, well, describe trash. it if you're gonna describe the movie. Well, like they're in the they're in the train station and there's trash everywhere. And the only time I've been to New York City was when there was a garbage pickup trash strike. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. We would walk down different streets, like especially on the Upper West Side, like trash piled like four feet high, mm-hmm. like just all along the road. Like people would just walk it out of their building and stack it on the bag they put there yesterday. And that happened over months. So like when we were there, like just garbage everywhere. Surprisingly, though, it smelled nothing like New Orleans. I think it's time for a new segment. Okay. We always look for news stories. Now it's just time for what's on Fox News front page right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, I want to interrupt you real quick. The she's hot. Yeah, she is. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know what we're talking about. So that's good. <laughs> Front page news, Fox News, 7.01 p.m. Comey memos contain far more sensitive info than previously known FBI filing shows. So they're trying to paint Comey mm-hmm. rather than all the other shitty news surrounding our idiot in chief. Right. And then they say FBI filing shows that the Comey memos contained far more sensitive info than previously known. Now, the sub-headline... They're going to sell a lot of Never Forget Benghazi bumper stickers off of this one. <clears throat> the sub-headline reads, Trump vows to release FISA docs now that Mueller probe is concluded and slams the treasonous FBI. Hold on. <laughs> FBI filing shows that Comey memos contain far more sensitive info than previously known. But the next one says that the FBI is treasonous. <laughs> Wrap your mind around that for a second. Well, these are the same people who said Guatemala. Guatemala is <laughs> Guatemala, which is probably what Trump calls it. <laughs> hey, look, no one should go that's to Guatemala. That's the Pacifico talking, but that's... These are the same people who said uh, Guatemala is another Mexican country. Like, what are you surprised uh, about? I'm going to assume that someone from another country is listening to this. Hope I know Matt and P is li- M and P is listening. We, you know, one thing we've never discussed with him: mm. what is the Australian take? The Australian citizen. In this case, we only have M and P, and hopefully Anthony Brown in Utah, and a couple hundred others, based on the numbers. Based on the numbers. When you when you when your news reporting talks about President, God, I just vomited my <laughs> mouth, President Donald Trump. Yeah. What is the typical, and maybe even remove yourself, he, you know, M&P might think that Trump's a good dude. I don't know. Well, now I even wonder, like, do they have 24-hour news in Australia? <laughs> like, do they have... Like, How does it get through the fallout type thing? Well, no, <laughs> no, not even that. Like, obviously Fox and... CNN or broadcast, they're accessible. They're worldwide. They're accessible worldwide, but does Australia, New Zealand, et cetera, do they have their own national 24-hour news networks that are just as absurd as both the far left and far right, CNN and Fox? Well, I I, I would imagine that they do. You had the, the, the one Australian... I mean, what is Emote and Joe doing to get his message out? <laughs> yeah, you had the one Australian MP that said that, you know, this is... After the New Zealand shooting, he said it was all about the Muslims. They brought us on themselves. Yeah. And the egg boy smashes smashes the egg on his head. And to the credit of the Australian dickbag right-wing extreme MP, he throws a nice left cross, Yeah, catches him flush. So I'm assuming that there's some news coverage that, 
that flexes both left and right. <laughs> that dude has been bombarded, though. Like, even within his own, like, parliamentary house, whatever it is they have, they're like, everybody's like, fucking leave. <laughs> you hit a 17-year-old kid for smashing an egg on your head while you were bemoaning the... <laughs> <laughs> some of the most like heinous racist shit about Muslims yeah. like fucking leave yeah. leave this leave this governmental body and then leave this country I mean <laughs> oh there's your boy Ruby Rod Coben Dallas but I'm sure to get to the point I would love to know what some of the listeners that <clears throat> exist outside this country what is their take what is MMP's take on Donald Trump I'm, 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 I, he's going to respond. Yeah. And I, I'm very interested to know, like, what was the Australian opinion of America <laughs> during Obama? Yeah. Because we'll just use the most recent. So hey, he's what, a nice colored guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the... No, no, I'm not talking about the opinion of the man. I'm mm-hmm. saying what was... Where was America's standing in Australia from 2008 to 16? Yeah. Well, see, you're falling into a, a classic <clears throat> sort of liberal leftist pitfall of what does the world think of us, whereas your average Trumpster doesn't care. They're like, what does America think of us? Yeah, well, I don't think that's leftist. <laughs> I, I think, <clears throat> but that is, that, is, that is the way it is now. If you're concerned with what the world thinks about America, you're not thinking about America first. And if I you're don't. not thinking about America first, you're not a, a fucking Republican. Oh, by I, by I, default, yeah, but you're I, the opposite. I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, just be honest. I know, but I'm not trying to take. I'm not trying to flex this towards serious, but I'm yeah. saying, I I don't identify any more uh, uh, American than I do a citizen of the planet. That kind of like, when you say that to somebody that doesn't, it's not not that they can't understand, but it's not willing to understand. Mm-hmm. You become this like, oh, oh, like you said, yeah. You don't care about America. You don't care about your country. Right, which is your average mouth-breathing but I don't think, supporter. Nah, they, they don't care what the rest of the world thinks. The reason the Olympics are every four... America without an A. The reason the Olympics are every four years because that's the time you get to be excited about, oh, great American athlete, great Australian athlete, mm-hmm. the Jamaican bobsled team, Eddie the Eagle doing the super jump for England. That's the time you get to take pride in your athletes. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. You only do that every four years because that's about all you need. You don't yeah. need to be like rah-rah. And, and at the expense of the rest of the world, especially when you get the big green jolly killing machine dropping down and killing any number of people in any country we want to. Well, tell that to the American flag manufacturers after 9-11. <laughs> hey, look, I was on board. After after 9-11, I was on board with the whole fly a flag. Put a, put a flag on everything? No, I mean, I didn't do it because I was a high school kid that yeah. had the attention span of every other high school kid at the time. But I'm just saying, this whole... America first thing, it's counterproductive. But like you said, talk about, oh, you like that fruit? You like you, you like guava? You enjoying that uh, Corona? Yeah. I realize it's imported by Anheuser-Busch, <laughs> but you know who makes it? Mexicans. In Mexico. <laughs> Not Guatemala. That's a different country. Oh, you like Stella, huh? <laughs> no, that's made here. Damn it. <laughs> just says Amsterdam on it. You we... enjoying that Mo- Modelo Negro? <laughs> you liking that? I like how you call it. It's softer when it's Negro, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. If we just change some inflection around. I'm going to get one of them Modelo Negro. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know. 
which you know, right now in Mississippi, someone yeah. just got off the line at some auto plant making Kias, yeah. mind you, and they come they come to the bar and they're tired and they're weary and they order two fucking tacos and a Modelo Negro, and they do it just like that. Yep. Can I get a Modelo um, Negro and? Tell you what, give me two of them, uh, Poyo, po, po, Polo, po, po, fuck it. Just give me two chicken tacos, goddamn. You want it. one of them Pateron tequila, tequila shots? <laughs> uh, I like my tequila fancy. Let me get that, uh, a Najo. <laughs> Let me get one of them Jose, Jose Queerbos. Jose, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leave out the Queerbos. Fuck it, give me an 1800. Yeah. Christ, I can say that word, goddamn yeah. it. God, fucking damn it. <laughs> Do you have any of the NHO, though? I'm just asking. <laughs> Shit, I'm boycotting the Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we live now. <laughs> I found your cookbook. Oh, I, I forgot I've that been, I, I've I, been through the cookbook. I forgot that I had it, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna, my impulse is to just toss it. I know Don't toss it. A lot, of good, a lot of good stuff. So I was like, you it. know what? This is the perfect revenge, because if, 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 she, if she could have done what she did prior to giving away her, her cookbooks... It would have been a, a bigger victory for her, but we all have this now, so I'm going to keep it. I'm going to make those fucking cheddar biscuits one day. What I love about, and for those who are listening, we were talking about the grandmother that disowned us. She wrote a uh, cookbook, pretty mm-hmm. extensive, heavy it's on thick. desserts. Yeah, heavy well, on desserts. A lot of butter. That too, but what I love is that when she, in the what, the gold in that cookbook is in the is in the comments. Mm-hmm when she lays out the ingredients and she says, these are just like the biscuits you get at Red Lobster, only they're better. Well, no. <laughs> no. Because if I go to Red Lobster, they just come to my table. Oh, my God. There's so many There's so many dialogue lines for the Mick Schmear documentary that we could take right out of her cookbook. <laughs> Does Mick... I think I like the idea of Mick cooking. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When I told you last night that Schmear and Tahoe both have just bedrooms full of unsold merchandise from the late 80s. And the and, and the Mick Schmear cookbook is definitely... What you're going to do is you take those macaroni noodles. <laughs> if you want to make these Funtime brownies, all you have to do is substitute the butter for a marijuana-infused butter. And if you turn to page 47, I'll show you how to make the marijuana-infused butter. <laughs> If you're lazy and you just want to make the oil, turn to page 49. You also always have the option of just rolling a joint and getting really stoned and then eating the brownies as they come. That's the real bitch about making edibles. They still give you the munchies and you end up eating more edibles. And I don't need to tell you about last weekend, but oh my God. Mick Schmear's cookbook. All while hosing cuts in. <laughs> I, I like the idea. I just thought of this. He's trying to get off cigarettes, so he switched to capris. <laughs> <laughs> I figure it's less. It's less. They're skinnier. <laughs> I figure it's less. I'll work my way. You know, I switch from the regulars to the 100s, <laughs> and then from the 100s to the Virginia Slims. I figure next step's capris. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, they last longer. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Schmear on the documentary smoking a Capri. <laughs> I don't mind him. I wish I'd known about this years ago. At some point, I'll get on the dip. 
<laughs> and then uh, and then from there, it's Nicky Red on out. <laughs> the patches look weird. I started putting them over my eye as part of my routine. <laughs> Tahoe, he got he he just quit cold turkey. That motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker's crazy. That's why we never got along. <laughs> Tahoe, you smoking a cigarette? I never quit. <laughs> <laughs> I never quit. I just said I didn't make McMahon. <laughs> we never see each other anyhow. Oh, Rodney Except Tahoe. Except on Christmas. <laughs> make peace at Christmas. <laughs> oh. Of course, that motherfucker always puts a dog turd in my stocking. <laughs> Every year he tells me he won't, and I believe him. And then he does it again. <laughs> Our poor listeners. I'm sorry, buddy. It's going to be Mick Schmear heavy until this movie gets made. We have a lot of ideas. Mick Schmear. I was even thinking, like, maybe we could get, like, Mastodon to do, like, an <laughs> 80s metal Mick Schmear song. Like, if, if we get if we get funding to make it, like, like, we need a heavy metal band to do the to do the Mick Schmear song. We'll just find a, ooh, it's the goosing. That's like car oil. That's like dirty car oil running down his forehead. Bring me the stones. Bring me the stones. You know, I was thinking about this movie, I was watching it last night, the, the blue diva that sings the opera. Mm-hmm. Pava Laguna. She has the stones in her body. Mm-hmm. And she tells Corbin Dallas this as she's dying from a gunshot wound that he ultimately reaches in through to grab the stones. Okay. Are you with me? Yes. Let's say the uh, dog-faced aliens never took over the ship and shot that room up. What was the plan to get the stones out of her body? <sighs> she could have shit them out. Maybe. You think? I don't know. I'm just throwing out something I thought would be funny. <laughs> like, you have to come back after the show, give Plava Laguna 15 to 25 minutes. And she's going to shit out these stones. <laughs> Each stone just. That's <laughs> 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 the water one. I got the water one out. Jesus Christ. I don't know why I ever agreed to this. <laughs> this is Earth. I can tell it's Earth. It's definitely the Earth one. Oh, fire. God damn it. It's coming next. It's like I ate taco sauce. <laughs> For a week straight. Just fire packets. And then her asshole's just shaped like a triangle for the rest of her life. Even if it isn't like a weird blue alien asshole, <laughs> it's gonna be disfigured from shitting those things out. Oh, jeez. Like the stones are in me. Like, what was your plan to get them out? And why are there Hawaiians on this cruise ship and another planet? I just the a lot of what comes from here on out is just a real head shaker. Well, the whole movie's a head shaker. I got. I mean, I like that John Paul Gaultier did all the costumes. Who's that? He's a designer, but I only know his name from American Psycho. When he's <coughs> when Patrick Bateman's putting the body of Jared Leto in the back of the cab, and his uh, that gay dude that you can tell is secretly into him is like, "Oh my God, Patrick, where did you get that overnight bag?" Because <laughs> it's got a dead body in it, and he's like, 
Jean Paul Gaultier. And he just <laughs> closes the trunk and gets it. <laughs> it's like, can you not tell there's a dead Jared Leto body in that bag? Oh my God. It has a watermark. <laughs> oh my God. Patrick, where did you get that overnight bag? Jean Paul Gaultier. <laughs> I have to return some videotapes. Better return some videotapes. <laughs> oh, man. Don't just stare at it. Eat it. Eat it. We should definitely do American Psycho. I love one of my all-time favorite songs, and watching that movie just makes me like like it more. Is Susudio by um, Phil uh, Who called? Phil Collins, who tragically can't play the drums anymore. Why? He's he's got like a lot of like health issues, and he does he's not physically able to play them anymore. That sucks. He still sings. And his son plays the drums, and he still tours as Phil Collins. I know he's coming. He's coming to uh, the Infinite Energy Arena up there in uh, Off Sugarloaf. He'll be, he he's like walking on a cane. Like he literally like even if he wanted to, can't play the drums anymore. In fact, the guy I told you about that I that I always check for his Trump stupid hit stupidity. Oh yeah. The big giant man. Yeah. He posted the first time I'd seen him post anything unrelated to Trump in months was him saying he's going. To Phil Collins in Duluth, and uh, I was like, "Huh, that's a real thing." I didn't know Phil Collins was still around or touring. I'd love to go to a Phil Collins and was the other Peter Gabriel concert, like just back to back. Get get some Sledgehammer and Susudio in the same setting. Mm. I wanna be. Sledgehammer. I love this guy. It's a guy from um, something about something Mary. About Mary. Yeah. I love Mary, man. <laughs> I love Mary. Plava, man. Lag- Plava Laguna. I had it wrong. <laughs> I'm a liar, just like you. <laughs> uh, something about I'm Mary. A pizza delivery boy. My name's Norm. My name's Norm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. As fairly movies go, it's it's top three. You got Dumb and Dumber, probably top of the list. Yeah. Now, I would put I would put something about Mary right right beneath it, and then third place. It's kind of a crapshoot. I I, I, I always love name me. enough of their movies, but isn't Kingpin one of theirs? Yeah, and you that put, you're not putting that above Mary. <sighs> hey, Munson. It's a good point. Maybe. Because I laugh my ass off at Kingpin. Well, Kingpin was one of the first movies that I could quote in middle school and get big laughs. It was like... <laughs> was no, That's what denotes success. Like, well, I don't I quote a good movie. I mean, maybe. I, I, if I watch a film once, like yourself, mm. I, I, I know it. I can quote it. Yeah. And, I mean, when I was in the God, seventh my, grade... My kids are like that. I mean, they're not comedies, but, like, the other day when I was, I was painting the kitchen, I hear them in the living room... And one of Albert is pretending to sleep on the couch with a blanket and everything. And Adelaide runs over to her and is like, Anna, Anna, wake up. Elsa, go back to sleep. I'm sleeping. <laughs> but I can't sleep. The sky's awake. So I'm awake. And I'm like, what the fuck are they saying? And then it clicks. It's like, they're doing Frozen. Yeah. Like, they're bored with whatever show's on. So they're just doing Frozen line for line. <laughs> and they're five and three. <laughs> Like line for line doing it, and like they get up, like they acted out the whole introductory scenes. Yeah. And then at some point, Adelaide goes, "Okay, no, you be Anna, I'll be Elsa." And then Adelaide lays down, and they switch. <laughs> and then, like, like later in the day, we put on the Grinch, the new one, and 
they watched that for a while, and then I heard Albert go, okay, you be Max, and I'll be the Grinch. And they just they did all the Grinch and Max scenes. It's like the fucking uh, movie memory gene is is in their brains. Yeah, they can retain it. People used to talk about it when I would when I would do impressions of a film, especially when someone knew like if they had gone to see it with me, and they knew I only saw it once. Mm-hmm. They acted like it was a superpower, right? That I could retain yeah some line from movie, and I I was like, it's not that hard. If something makes me laugh, I remember it. I hope to one day monetize this. Stuff. Like, yeah, which <laughs> I'm trying to do now, but like. Uh, and Kingpin, you're you're right. Kingpin probably should supersede something about Mary, but it's tough because I think they're on the same. I would say same. those in Dumb and Dumber are your top three, yeah. regardless of the order. Well, that's that's a good point. Um, but like, I saw Kingpin when I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. But you know, when he when when Woody Harrelson's character Roy Munson goes to the Amish farm to try to recruit Randy Quaid mm. to bowling. He's like, I'll tell you what holds your future ish. It's round. It has three holes, and you stick your fingers in it. You leave Miss Rebecca out of this. I mean, that line used to slay in middle school, and we didn't even. What's funny about that? We didn't really think of in the term of three holes. We didn't. We, we still don't. Yeah, no one does. But it's just no funny. One thinks about the pee hole, right? Because it's just there. It's the same hole. Nobody like you can watch porno. People mm. are gonna pay attention to the vagina. And some porno, you're going to see some butthole again. <laughs> but nobody's moving north to find the pee hole. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. But I've, listen, I've seen my share of porno. I've never seen anybody go down on a woman in porno and specifically search out the pee hole. <laughs> it's just not a thing that's done. I think we are on a new frontier. <laughs> I think we can advance the... Uh... I watched both of my children come into this world. I haven't even seen my wife's pee hole. Mm. It's not something people search out. I feel like this is a challenge. <laughs> All right, Matt in Perth, anybody else listening? Find the pee hole, send photos. <laughs> oh, don't. 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 Don't send that. We do not need pee hole photos. <laughs> I tell you what, if you're going to send a pee hole photo, make sure it's like a Google image. We don't want any personal pee hole photos. If it, I was going to say, if M&P sends us a pee hole picture, it's going to be of his own. <laughs> Just real yeah. up close. He's going to be a few Jack and Coke in a cans deep. Yeah, he's just going to take a real tight shot of the pee hole. We're going to have like a weird Australian time signature with like a server, with a provider we've never heard of and a different time signature altogether in a, in a screenshot. Like, that's a dick pee hole. That's exactly what that is. It's an Australian dick pee hole. Oh, he pees. Oh, that's bad. Send us a picture of a Moton Joe's pee hole. <laughs> Moton Joe's pee hole. Title of the episode. A Moton Joe's pee hole. <laughs> Could be. Could be. No, but nobody. No, it's a good joke, but nobody's thinking about pee holes. I'm just saying. It was. A, it was what was thrown out there, and which yeah. of course made a young, laugh man think. Where's the third hole? I guess that's the point, though. Yeah. Yeah. Could be mouth. Yeah. Mouth their holes or holes in porn. Why would you stick your fingers in them? In the mouth. Why would you stick your fingers in a butt? I don't. <laughs> I know you do. It's been a minute. But you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Emily went to 
get her license renewed today. Hold on, how do how do you go from putting fingers into buttholes well, I'm into, getting, to I'm, your I'm, sister? I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> she went to renew her license today, and she came back and she said that was, it was a long wait, but I was grateful to have the podcast. And I said, oh yeah. She said, yeah, I got it got a little bit uh, graphic. When someone says that to me, I don't know if they're listening to episode seven or episode forty-seven. I don't know what you're listening to. Like how graphic? Like like fingers and buttholes graphic, or and no, or like I, Michael I, Myers eating a dog graphic. She she uh, she laid it out pretty quick. Apparently, she's on the uh, your description of the uh, cock ring. Mm. Oh yeah, the, and, the, and the she, triple stuff. Yeah, she was definitely. I, and then I just had this mental When's picture. When's Jeff's birthday? <laughs> We're going to the Claremont. We're going to the Claremont, and we're giving Jeff the the, uh, the stainless steel cock ring three-pack. <laughs> Figure that shit out. Yeah. She said it helped her get through the DMV, but it was pretty graphic. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, I learned something, too, that night. I, I didn't I didn't know the the level well, of that seriousness. Was, that was just born out of curiosity, because there was, a, I mean, I was in a porno store back when I was... We were newly wed. I, I don't remember the circumstances of it all. It was definitely before kids. And you go in the porno store to get whatever you're getting, but there's so much shit in there. Like, my human curiosity, like, I'm going to have a look around. I'm like, what's this? What's that? What, you know? And when I saw the triple pack of cock rings, my mind was like, what the fuck are you doing with three cock rings? Because my mind immediately was like, whose dick is that big around? Because <laughs> the third one's big. It's like Pringles candy. <laughs> and so, you know, fucking Google, like, Triple pack cock rings. Find it on Amazon. All right. Found it. How does this work? And it's just a rabbit hole. And then eventually you see pictures and it all makes sense. <laughs> the pictures did it for you, huh? Well, yeah. That's how, that's how I learned about the... All right. So the big one goes around everything. The medium one goes around the dick. And oddly enough, the littlest one goes around the balls. <laughs> but it makes sense because if your balls are really hanging low, like Larry David style, you can grab the, the scrotum at the highest point and squeeze it down to nothing. So that's how, you, that's how that works. Oh, our poor listeners. <laughs> our poor, poor They're relieved listeners. we're no longer talking about mixed mirror. We're, uh, we're back on the cock rings and pee holes. I think they're, at this point, they're probably like more schmear. <laughs> Just give us schmear. Listen. I wonder if Burke's caught up. Superfan Burke's over there looking at us, and he doesn't even watch the show anymore. Listen. He watches. He doesn't listen. <laughs> Maybe but, we need to shit on Sean for a minute? I don't know. Any we can. Sean news? Yeah. Nothing new outside of just being Sean. I thought of him the other day because on my ride home, I always pass the Burger King. It was very close to my house. And I noticed that the sign was taken down. And when I got close, it's just been completely closed. Is that the one that's right off 400? No. it's That not. one's a weird one. That one's weird. That one's that service is terrible, too. It can't be good because no one knows it's there. No, this one is uh, the corner of Spalding and Holcomb Bridge, like on the Gwinnett County side of, of Holcomb Bridge. Yeah. And it's just completely closed down. I was like, oh, that's one less Burger King Sean can eat. <laughs> well, as you... I and you'll never mistake that building for something else. It's sure. like there's a titty bar somewhere off of uh, Roswell Road, somewhat close to what used to be Psycho Tattoo 2 in Sandy Springs. Josh worked the counter there, and to this day, I don't know the name of the titty bar because they always called it Go Left because you had to go left from the tattoo shop to get there. No, this was in Sandy Springs. Oh, okay. And Josh described it to me once, and we eventually went together. He said, there's no way this place wasn't a Wendy's. (laughs) 
like the old Wendy's with that glass sort of like front room that yeah. could be a patio. He's like, it's a hundred percent still there. <laughs> so they've painted the glass, but they didn't remodel anything. It's it used to definitely. So this be is a Wendy's. strip club that was once a Wendy's. Yeah. Wow. And they called it Go Left because you had to go left from the tattoo shop to walk there. And I remember when we went in there, the men's room has no door. So like, if you go in to pee in the urinal, anybody sitting at the bar or slightly to the left can see you pee. Like, there's mm. no door to the men's room whatsoever. I did get a good lap dance there, though. Okay. We were there for his bachelor party. It was the start of the night. What constitutes a good lap dance? Uh, grinding. Okay. That's, That's it? it? That's about it. So she doesn't have to be pretty or anything. She just grinds. Just contact. Okay. Fair if enough. If we're talking lap dances. Well, we, I, you know, you heard the story of Sean... Um, when he was challenged to a food challenge. Big thing when we were kids. I like this. And a friend of ours, TJ, said, you know, you can't eat two Whopper value meals. You know, two Whoppers, two fries, two drinks. If You can't do it. If you can, I'll pay for the food plus whatever the prize money. So he sends Sean out. Sean comes back with not two Whopper value meals. He comes back with two double Whopper value meals. So that's two double Whoppers, mm -hmm. two large fries, and two large drinks. Yeah. And this is, when I say large, I mean like pre-Frozen Man extra large mm -hmm. when they were still allowed to do that. So they said, why the fuck would you do that? You didn't have to do that. And Sean's, you know, non-cheese-eating ass response was, I was hungry. <laughs> Me hungry. Me hungry. <laughs> so he eats the double Whoppers, he eats the fries, he drinks one of the colas and starts in. And the last thing he had to finish to win the challenge was this last Coca-Cola. He could have just gotten mediums. There was no size It was never specified. It was never specified. And if he did that much, that stands to reason he could have done two medium value meals. That's all he had to do. <laughs> but the idiot got doubles and, <laughs> and super size. Yeah. We got big ones. And he couldn't finish the probably the last six to eight ounces of cola, so he lost the challenge. <laughs> and to this day, says it was awesome. I was hungry. <laughs> what the fuck? I have nothing more to say about this. It's person. just. <laughs> it's just. It's he. He's like if Folly Beach became a human being. <laughs> So we'll throw shade at both of them right now. Yeah, Sean exactly. Hubbard is if, if Folly like a, Beach was a human being. Why would anybody choose this? <laughs> Sean is Charleston in human being form. Yeah. Uh, they used to sell slaves there, and now it's kind of a bummer place to visit. <laughs> oh, I did go back and listen to when uh, we called Alan. And, he, of course, he's heard it, and he, he doesn't love it. <laughs> But he says, I was put on the spot. And I was like, Succession was the best I could come up with on the spot. That's the best you could come up with on the spot. Like, fuck, man. I would have just gone with she crab soup and, and just took a nose dive. Like, mm. she crab soup. We got she crab soup. <laughs> we got she crab soup here. Warm tap from a car. Warm tap from a car. We got fucking bubblegum shrimp. People like that place. Not really, Awful. but still. We got lots of cool... Do you want to take a, a... I feel like you're really looking at your cigar. Yeah, I want to go smoke this little this little guy. All right, safe sex. I've kind of designated these for pod night, so I want to go have one. Safe sex. And I have to pee. Safe sex. Unsafe sex. <laughs> he says, if you experience what I did, you would feel differently. Well, 
Do you want to put that on the pod? Yeah, mm-hmm. why not? Right, we'll we're, we're just dealing with a fucking nitwit on... Waterhead. Come on. Come on, mommy. Come on, mommy. <laughs> Anywho, we do have to skinny this one down. It has nothing to do with me getting home. For a blowy. To get a blowy or a blumpkin. You gotta have time to shower to wash the diarrhea off. It has off. nothing to do with that. I've already handled everything myself today. <laughs> As I do most days. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it is most days. Uh, this has been weird. Yeah. Look, our brains are dominated right now by Mick Schmear. Fictional character. Mick Schmear, Mick Schmear. And Mick Starlight. Which is just too, too good, frankly. Although I still am super in love with Rodney. Rodney Tahoe, Rodney Tahoe. Is, is really the epitome <laughs> Of, of everything, really. I think Rodney Tahoe gets lost in the shuffle right now. Like Rodney Tahoe could be Val Kilmer. Rodney Tahoe could also be Sam Rockwell, if you picture. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're ne- we we stand no chance at Sam Rockwell. Which is it's it's funny to think that we stand a better chance of getting Johnny Depp in this at this point. <laughs> Val Kilmer's in the minute it's pitched. I'm playing what. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm playing a guy named Rodney Tahoe. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I like I like picturing Rodney Tahoe with a haircut similar to Bruce Willis's in this movie, but he also rocks a wig whenever he makes Rodney Tahoe King of the Ring. And, and, you know, uh, uh, I can't think of the word. And you're you're in Facebook. Well, you know, it's like when you go down these rabbit holes. <laughs> this is what I miss about Tarver. I don't miss Tarver. The guy's a fucking kumquat. I don't care if I never heard from him again. He's still jobless, let's be honest. He's still out there <laughs> searching. I could ask our mutual friend, like, hey, does Retarv have a job? And she'd be like, who's Retarv? And I'm like, Brandon Tarver. I'm like, yeah, no, he doesn't. Like, no cool thing. <laughs> He's applying to NASA, Tesla, SpaceX. He's not getting any which, callbacks. Speaking of which, I got a phone call today from a... From a company that the, their whole job is to is to find people to go do paid um, like corporate surveys for lack of a better word, mm. and I was like, "What's this about?" Like, well, you bought a Jeep in the in twenty eighteen, and the people that own Jeep, you know, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, etc., they want to survey their a, a group of their customers, and they're doing this on a large scale. Like, what do they want to see out of future vehicles from them? Like it's a two-hour thing. You come, they're gonna ask questions. You answer them in a group. It's two hundred bucks. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> it's like I'll take two hundred dollars to got, answer questions. I about got paid one hundred twenty-five dollars one time to go chew gum for four hours. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. <laughs> it wasn't four. I think it was three. But we would chew gum, and then you'd have to eat crackers, saltines, and water, and you'd answer Cleanse a survey. Right. You'd answer a survey about the one you just chewed, and then. They'd ask you questions of the group, and then they just do the, the process where it repeat itself for that three hours. That last one tasted like a banana <laughs> fart. All right, next. And at the end, they literally handed out they had envelopes with. I, I was what astonished me was you would think they give you a check because if someone got maybe they do it differently now because this was many years ago, but there there was cash in these envelopes, hmm. and I thought like the one hard man or woman in this group could just get their cash, walk out, wait outside, (laughs) 
Gun, cash. Gun, cash. One yeah. at a time. And what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. But this has been weird. It's been a weird episode. It's been a weird episode. The Marcos was good. Don't forget your pie in the back it there. It was real good. I will say, I just, like I said, wish it had been thin crust. No complaining, though. So that's, that's a first world problem. <laughs> it just is what it is. Oh, this isn't thin. We'll send that back. And please don't give it to any poor people. <laughs> just put it in the garbage. Directly into the dumpster. Put it in the garbage. I'd prefer if you peed on it. <laughs> or no one can dumpster dive later. Oh, the- sir, we already did that. <laughs> that was peed on when you ordered it. Oh, yeah, no, we jizzed on it. <laughs> Fat low. Right in the middle. Well, anything to send us off with? Mixman! <laughs> WFUCK! Bam! 97.5! Home of Rick Schmear! This has been a weird episode. Schmear, Schmear, Schmear!